The first cut, cut, the first cut, the first cut, cut, first, the first, first cut, cut. This week on In the Cut, we have Jim Page. Now, Jim was interviewed by Baron Vaughn. Baron is in LA. We are not in LA. We but are we in were. We were when we did the interview. For two weeks of sunshiny amazingness, we met the most amazing people of our lives in two weeks' time. Emily, can we go back to LA? Like, in our minds? Like, right now. Like, let's just, can we just cut, forget the podcast? Let's just go <laughs> back to LA. It is so much fun. Okay, I got some mushrooms in my purse. Let's Ooh, do boy. it. Okay. Uh, sweet. So, um, on behalf of Baron, Baron, who interviewed Jim, uh, who edited Hansel and Gretel, uh, Witch Hunters, Disturbia, which launched the career of He Who Shall Not Be Named, and uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like Voldemort? Well, kind of like Voldemort, but no, not not. Who's not he that shall not be named? Well, you should watch the movie. Have you not seen the movie? Oh man, I should watch the uh, the in the cut video on crafttruck.com, and then maybe I will know. Maybe because I'm thinking it's not Voldemort. Yeah, it's kind of Voldemort e <laughs> ish esque. <laughs> All right, to find out who the hell Jesse's talking about, uh, take a little listen or uh, check out the video on crafttruck.com. Thanks, Baron. <laughs> I'll just teach you simple cuts to start with. Everybody says that too, and I've found it a little too cloying at times. A lot of people, cloying? Yeah, and not... Interesting. That's not a word I would use to describe any sort of milk. Well, like the sweetened almond milk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just do the unsweetened rice. Yeah, exactly. Unsweetened original flavor can't be vanilla, can't be. And then my wife got coconut milk to try. Yeah, that's what my wife's doing. It's like thick. Coconut milk, milk is really good for you. She had me getting. She had was getting the coconuts, and I was drilling holes for her. And she was out for a while. Oh, yeah, well, fun. the coconut water, but like coconut milk is oh. the same kind of like. It doesn't taste like coconut. It's that uh, same yeah. flavorless substitute, but it's uh, it's thick. So it's too thick. Yeah. Are we good? Are we rolling? We're rolling. We're, rolling. we're, we're, we're getting rolling. this whole. Okay. Let's get coconuts. This lactose is the, this substitute. Is the, uh, this is the deleted scenes. <laughs> the B roll. Okay, Jim. Um, so, did you? Did you choose editing, or did you fall into editing, and how did that happen? Hmm. Uh, well, actually, I kind of fell into it. I was um, I studied still photography in college, and we, um, but I did a lot of uh, a couple of videos and uh, visual arts major. So, um, but I, I came to LA after working a year back east for an industrial company, and um, just wanted to get in business and uh, set my resume out, and uh, ended up getting hired as a PA and. Um, for a company that was doing animation, and that I was working in production, and the editor that, that was working on this movie needed an assistant, and I jumped in. And what was the movie? Poundpaw, uh, no, uh, Pound Puppies and the Legend of Big Paw. I'm sorry, say that one more Pound time. Puppies and the Legend of Big Paw. Pound Puppies and the Legend of Big Paw? No, Pound Puppies and the Legend of... Pig Paw. Big Paw. Big Paw? Big Paw. I challenge you to find that at the video store, by the way. Well, who, who, who made it? It was uh, Kushner Lock was the name of the company. Oh, goodness. They did, um, they did like, uh, First and Ten, Okay, um, which I, did, I assisted on that. But that was an animated movie. That was an animated movie, So you yeah. came in as an assistant editor yeah. on that? Yeah, Oh, okay. And worked with the other on a few more projects, just kept working with different people and kind of opened up some doors. And what kind of doors did it open up? Well, you know, I just worked with, uh, I worked with this guy who did the first and ten shows, and then I ended up working on a movie of the week that they did, I think, with, uh, I can't remember the name of it, actually. Um, and then worked with another editor that worked on a show called uh, Get Alive. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, with uh, um, um, Elliot. 
Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, did some stuff. She I worked with her year for years actually. And she she was the one who actually came on my first cutting break. Ooh, cutting break. Yes, yes. And in those days, you know, you're working on no tape-based system, so you know it was tough. It wasn't always easy to get on the machine. The tape-based systems, the uh, Ediflex and Montage, and there was then they had the laser disc systems called CMX 6000. They, there was a new system every show. There was Touch Vision. There was you, you were li literally learning a new system almost every every show. So you thought you saw the technology just like it was like an overload or? Uh, no, I I enjoyed it because it was always it was. Uh, was, you know the kind of the birth of the nonlinear, uh, you know these electronic systems that, uh, mm -hmm. and and also the the system the way the Edflex what they did it kind of shaped how I, I how I approached editing you know the way it was how's that well it was it was um, it was very performance driven in that you could literally go to a line in in the show and and push play and it would play all the takes in the, in, in a oh. row. It was a really easy way to to check takes and, and readings on certain performances and um, or certain areas in the movie uh, or show, as it were. And they um, so I kind of adopted that, and, and they actually have that in, in, incorporated in the Avid now, uh, a script-based system where you can. But it's very intense for the assistants to, to set up. I I do it as an editor just because it makes helps me. I just force me to go through the film over and over again and, and become familiar with it and really know the performances and then also reference back quickly to look for the with when the director producers are around you can check check takes and so avid is your uh, your uh, choice yeah yeah these days yeah i've done i've done a little bit on final cut but i, I prefer avid <laughs> what's a little bit uh actually yeah i've, I've messed around with it uh, um and i did a little uh helped out on this one film uh for a few weeks on it but uh it was you know it's it's the kind of thing where you 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 know you have to adapt your your they all do the same thing yeah it's just different buttons you're pushing so it's just about figuring out the, how to navigate the, the software uh, but once you learn you know you're are we okay with this all this like planes and cars and I mean dub or dub it I'll, I'll just uh, ADR I'll do <laughs> pop it is that what he's going on just beep 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 yeah. I can't believe that <laughs> oh, you didn't match your mouth. You have to get out rid of all the fucks I say on this. Oh no, okay. <laughs> fucks. You have to get get some fucks. What? That doesn't make any sense. So okay, let me, let me reference a question here. Do 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 do. I'm so smooth at it. Uh, okay, so you worked on the majestic. Yeah. Uh, how did that come about? Um, actually, the f I was working on uh, Salt and Sea. Before yes. That, and uh, Frank Darabont was one of the producers on on that. Oh, okay. Okay. And it just he was getting he was kind of getting ready for the for that and he plopped the script down one day and said hey you want to you want to work on on this with me and I, you know Frank Darabont throws a script on your desk it's like yeah hell yeah um, and it actually was really my first read of that script was was really kind of uh, it brought, it just was really sentimental to me because I I it's you know kind of about this guy who goes back to his place yeah, yeah. and then and, and discovers who he is and 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 they um, and this theater that they renovate and they, they live at and, and I grew up when I moved to San Diego um, when I was like 10 we moved um, and lived above the theater in this apartment above the theater and I could hear the movies playing oh. um, when I, you know, on the other side of the wall it was, so it was really kind of sentimental and the kind of love of film and, um, uh, and cinema and Is that how your love of film started being Hearing, well, you know, I didn't think of it in those hearing days. But thinking back, it was, you know, my sister and I both worked in the theater, you know, um, and it, 
was, we were close to it, you know. Mm. Changing the marquee and doing all those things as a kid, you know, it was, uh, oh, nice. it was different, you know, I, you know, I threw papers and do all the typical jobs you had as a kid, but that was, you know, my first kind of bill. That you like love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Very nice. Yeah, being in the projection booth with the old, like, arc light things that would spark it up and um, the old projectors and learning how to do changeovers and all that stuff. It was, it was interesting. So the, the Majestic appealed to you because of that? Yeah, and also, yeah, just the, the kind of the love affair of, of movies and, um, you know, and, and working with Frank, I mean, he's such a great storyteller. Um, uh, you know, it was a great opportunity. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm going to see if I got <laughs> this other email with more questions in it yet. Did you send that thing? Q. Huh? What? What? You don't have to do that. Okay. Well, you said you mentioned the Sultan Sea, and we'll come back to the Sultan Sea in a little bit. Um, now, this is an interesting question because you worked on a couple movies, a couple thrillers. Um, Disturbia, Evil Eye. Um, I wouldn't say Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a thriller per se, but it's thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, in some, but in something like Disturbia or Evil Eye, like what what do you look to for if you look to anything for uh, influence? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you know, certainly you you know each project um, you kind of uh, gravitate toward various past work that that you can reference and mm -hmm. and, and be thinking about as you're as you're working, but. Um, so they both had their their different ones. I think you know for obviously obvious reasons, disturb you you know beer window and whatnot. But but there were there were other things. I mean I I I take that for um, you know I, I like to do that to somewhat. But I, I really kind of I approach it project by itself. You know and look at the characters and just kind of try to individualize it and see what kind I can bring different to it. And and it's nice to look back on that stuff and and it's and it's. Obviously, real helpful, but it, I try to kind of divorce myself from that once we get into it, and okay. because you don't want to be, oh, he, they did the same thing as, as that movie, and, and and each project is and directing style brings its own um, own new things, I think, to the project, and 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 you, you, each story, you just can, it's about telling a story. It's not about another movie story. So, right, so, right. So to me, it's it's about getting into immersing into that. That script and that those characters and, and the situations they're in and, and trying to figure out how to navigate through it the best way. Now, I never say it correctly. Is it Shia? Shia. Yeah. Okay. So he. So there was a question about how he seems to be more of a naturally comedic actor. Yeah. He, now, he you say that he has some comedic uh, instincts. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's that kind of personality, and, and right. as a person, I think he's you know he's a um, you know a, a happy-go-lucky kind of personality, so mm -hmm. that kind of lends itself to humor and, and a good sense of humor, and, and just you know, so that yeah, I guess you'd say that. <laughs> you, did you did you was there a was that like a creating a tension sometimes in like movies like that where he's it's more of a thriller, creating that tension, but he also has that sense of humor there at the same time. As far as his performance in the movie, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, um, he'd, he'd always, he'd always get into the to the scene as far as dramatically if it was or or tension or so he was right there. Mm -hmm. So uh, performance wise, um, uh, you know, that was so he he always brought it, you know, one hundred ten percent. Okay, um, and obviously the and some of the 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 
quirky, fun moments during like Disturbia, for example, he he was able to 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 shift to that area mm -hmm. of of of, um, uh, of playfulness and uh, that that endeared you to the character mm -hmm. that brought you along for the ride. I thought that was a really strong um, part of his performance, where you could really fall in love with this character and 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 really feel the what he was going through, the the problems he had. But the the his kind of search for who he was and his friends and and actually his love that that he ends up with he, mm -hmm. he that search for those things he was looking for you could you could latch on with him because he was such an endearing character. Okay, so you felt that you had much to work with. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Work against. Yeah, <laughs> he gave you know he always had plenty of choices with him and it was. A pleasure to you know, just a, a fun time to, to go through his stuff because it was just it was so genuine, you know. Well, uh, plenty of choices. That's an interesting uh, phrase <laughs> because, like, sometimes you know, there's a lot of uh, improv, etc., etc. I I have been a victim of such such things. So what, what what does that mean when you think you have plenty of choices? Well, I mean, you don't you you discover them as you go along, and right. obviously you you watch you watch the dailies and you you watch performances and you you kind of you, you remember or notate certain things you you like about them. But and as you put this stuff together, you realize oh oh you maybe remember a little piece that you can use and take you a certain direction. You try it sometimes; it doesn't always work. Right, right. Um, but it, it but you you know finding those little pieces that you can shape a character or a moment. Um, you know that's that's the choices that that you relish and that you that you finding those things really can can help you navigate or, or tell a different story if you if you decide okay well this scene is too uh, dark or or whatever if you can if you remember the little look or a beat or a line that just improv maybe or maybe not um, or a different reading you can discover those and kind of guide yourself through through mm -hmm. a scene. So you relieve the tension a little bit. Huh? You can relieve the tension. Yeah, if, you, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, for, yeah. For like, if you're talking comedic beats, you know, or or kind of playful performances. Yeah, it's, you can. It's you, really deep all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. You can. If that's the great thing about um, what we do is is being able to change what the intention of a scene might have been because it doesn't fit in the movie quite right, or you might have changed the tone of a movie um, or a scene. You know, to be able. To, that's the great, you know, the magic of what what we do is is kind of. Being able to shape that, you know, the fun part. What are some other magical things you like to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, in what respect? Well, in terms of in terms of your profession. Um, well, you know, uh, things that happen. What are some things that happen that you're always like, yes, this is why I like this. Oh well, specifics. You know, specifically. Yeah. Oh, like a specific, yeah, specific movie or specific thing. Yeah, I mean, it's always. I mean, I guess in general, I mean, the thing that that. That is, to me is really satisfying is when you can, when you can discover these some new little piece of a of a, of a scene or a, or a, or a section of a movie and and um, and surprise yourself or the people you know the people involved and 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 it's always a that collaborative effort too that when you come together and, and you you can you can make something happen that you didn't expect it happen you know th those kind of things are always uh, are always really rewarding, you know, um, because, you know, obviously you can have a, you can read a great script and, and, and get a great performance and, and, and that's, that's amazing, but when, when it's little unexpected things that, that, 
that uh, if you can discover along the way that, that really to me is, is, is what makes what, what I do. Do you have any uh, specific unexpected thing you can remember? Hmm, I just think about that a bit. Um, I could throw out some. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, like, uh, like his kiss, bang bang. Um, yeah. Well, that was yeah. That was a that was a fun ride on that one. It was. Um, I think some of the, the one of the, the fun things that we discovered and and came up with. Um, the concept was there, but we did how to achieve it was was some of the transitions and and. The, yeah. uh, the first person, um, like writing on the film, and, and the, the stopping of the image to kind right. of uh, literally break the film, stop the film, and, and uh, to get a different thought in. Um, uh, that Robert, as, as he's narrating, was going along. That 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 thing that we came up with was was very specific to film, and and uh, we. Um, Actually, a, a moviola, how how that stopped and looked in the film, and um, it was so we coming up with that concept was was kind of fun and, yeah. and and just manipulating it in that way in a fun way to keep to, to go with the kind of playfulness of the of the narration. Okay. What about uh, I number four? Yeah. So a lot of special effects. Yeah, yeah, big monsters. You didn't have them. Oh no, we had those monsters. They just were really tough in the. You know, and the makeup thing. and <laughs> yeah, how do you? But no, there's no. there's also some like visual effects. I assume that you. you did. Oh yeah. Oh, so everything was in place. No, 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 no. It was it was a visual effect. Yeah. Are you talking about the monster? Or the... I'm talking about like just different things. Like the, what what did you have? What didn't you have when you went into that you were missing? <laughs> She's like, what's happening? <laughs> um. Yeah, as far as, as as far as coming up with the the, the look of the visual effects. I mean, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was, you know, obviously DJ had very specific uh, um, ideas in, in prep about how, mm -hmm. like, for example, his lumen worked out of his hand, and, right. um, and, and, and we had, we, you know, we perfected it as we went along with, as, as visual effects came in, um, but it was, and, and, you know, and, and had to tone down certain things about it to, to kind of fit better with, with the well, I guess story. that's what I mean, like, what is the process of working with people? Well, I mean, it was uh, yeah. It's it, every project's different. I mean, um, because that was where you're creating something that isn't real. You know, it's out of this world, and so so you, there's nothing. Uh, there's a, not a reference to okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna turn the boom off for a little bit for a minute. Once you your laugh. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, for the trash truck. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, that, so so you're creating something that that you can't reference. Like, okay, how does a um, how does I don't know. Uh, you know, how does the uh, background of, of, of this look on a green screen shot, you know, right, like right. driving a car versus and let's create this light that comes out of his hand that, that can throw people across the room. Um, so Okay, hold on, sorry. <laughs> That's a lot of He's doing my very best. This was, this was, was a good answer too. I was like, oh, hitting, hitting, a, hitting a groove and suddenly the trash can's like, I got a job to do. Sneaky go away. <laughs> Snicky truck. <laughs> You'll be doing that for yeah. Months now. Develop it into a comedy bit, probably. I'm stand up as well. Good. Unfortunately. Are you from uh, LA? Uh, Vegas. I live in LA. Right. From Vegas, but I went to college in Boston and was in New York for seven, seven years. Thanks to call from Boston. 
Yeah, I know. That's why I'm just like, <laughs> I was just in Boston last week. That's why I was like, man, who's calling me from a number? I don't like that. Uh oh. That's not that you don't remember. <laughs> no, I remember everything. <coughs> Say I don't remember. Okay, so let's go back to the top here. Okay. Uh, in terms of what is the process of working with visual effects? <laughs> well, like I said, um, um, the every you know everything is every project's a little different, and, and with time number four, it was we were creating this these out of you know these otherworldly effects, you know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, unlike putting you know the background of a green screen and car driving scene where you, you know what it's going to look like if you're driving through a city or whatever, um, this you know and you know DJ had very specific ideas about how um, things would look, and and uh, he developed obviously quite extensively in prep and. Um, and and uh, and the way they shot it to, to kind of enhance that. So and but and we, we you tweak it along the way. That you know we had to tone down some of the light stuff to to make it fit better in the story um, as as we went along. But um, um, but you know the big things like the the monsters and the mm -hmm. the, the you know the transforming of the dog. I mean that that was that was all storyboarded out and quite extensively. And, so, um, yeah, because it's you know quite a huge budget issue. So you know, you're always like, okay, how can we cut some shots out of out of this sequence, <laughs> or um, or do you need every shot because uh, if you know one shot could be you know yeah. half the yeah it's it's a lot of money cut it down that's going to be like yeah, yeah. a million dollars you don't have to use yeah yeah whatever it is but it's uh, it's a lot of a lot of cash so it's uh, so you're always looking to do that and obviously uh, you know you. you, you it's not like you, oh, let's shoot the scene with these animals fighting, and uh, oh, we'll just cut it down later. Um, just let the cameras roll. You know, you're 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 creating they're creating these shots. So anything you can do, uh, if you're not going to use half the scene because you don't need that much of the fight, then you want to know that uh, way in advance. So, right. um, so that's, that's kind of the interesting part, and uh, which we don't always get the chance to do is come on early to to, to work with. Uh, those kind of sequences. It's nice when you can and, and like cut storyboards or. And did or you predict this? Um, I, I was able to do that somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, or you do it. You do it really early in production so that you can um, you can get get back to them about hey, you can cut three shots out of the sequence by um, what do you think? And they they've done previs and you can cut that together and and, uh, and really kind of hone in the scenes way 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 ahead of time. Oh, okay. That's really cool. So you get a little bit more. Influence. Well, yeah, and and, and help out, helps everyone out because less work that this visual effects people have to do, and and also you know, uh, every it helps everything out. You know, it um, streamlines the whole process. Yeah, yeah. streamline. Good word. <laughs> Streamliners coming next to you. Coming next to you. Coming near to you. Coming to you. Coming near. All right. Let me reference another question. Did you have one? Me? Yeah, you seem like you, you kind of, there was oh, an energy no, in spine as if to say, oh, I have an idea. My back gets all tweaked. But I, I do have something I've always been interested in. When, you're, when you are cutting like a, an effects-heavy film, um, and a lot of the times you're doing it prior to having the final effects, so are, you, are you basically just putting in placeholders, or are you dealing, especially especially if you're, if it's a, more or less like fully animated sequence? Do you just essentially have a placeholder at that point, or do you, do you have some sort of rough, rough... Uh, Move your mouth so you can put... <laughs> like animatic or something? Yeah, well that's, nowadays they, um, it's, it's a lot more intense that way, where they, they well, do animatics for, for 
big action sequences, especially, and obviously, for obvious reasons, the visual effects sequences, you know, where CG characters are involved. And you, you get that way in advance. So you can use that as a placeholder and cut it and, and manipulate it as you might, as you need to for the, for the film. Um, so it's, it's, it's really quite helpful. And more and more, you know, Eagle Eye, we had not a lot of sequences, mm -hmm. you know, for all the, the car chases and all these things were, um, uh, um, a lot of them were, were storyboarded and, and animatic out. So, so you, could, you had this, you know, these images that you could, you could eventually blend with your real footage and, and go ahead and, and uh, put the sequence together. And uh, a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, security looking footage? For, for Eagle Eye. Yeah, well, you know, like drones flying through tunnels and whatnot, all that, all that stuff was, was well mapped out ahead mm -hmm. of time. Um, and uh, so it's, it's nice to have those, those elements to kind of right. to put in there as you go along, because otherwise, yeah, okay, that picture in this green area, <laughs> this happening, right, right. Um, you can actually put stuff in there and it really helps. Yeah. Cool. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let me, let me look at something right here. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Oh, this is a okay. This is a pretty general question, but I kind of I kind of like it because we're again we're talking about Eagle Eye Disturbia stuff like that. Um, let me just look at it again to make sure that I, I got it. Oh, I can't wait to ask. I got a quick question. Son of a sorry. Remember, yeah. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. Like. I can't remember what it was. That pr it was like forty days of nights or some something ridiculous while they were shooting it. Oh yeah, it was a lot of nights shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. were you, were you you were cutting or starting to cut as they were filming? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so yeah. did they kind of put you on their schedule, or no, did you have most, the convenience of? For most uh, projects, that isn't an issue. Um, sometimes it is if they're working over weekends and whatnot. But uh, but but nights, you know, typically you're. Uh, it just affects when you get your footage the next day, right. typically. But um, because it's if they're not finishing until six, you know, dawn, then you know you're late. Break off. Yeah, you're. Yeah, there'll be a break off, and you'll get half the footage or whatever. But um, but yeah, typically you don't stay on on that kind of schedule. But you know, it, you you feel the effects of it, and um, and certainly uh, uh, you know it, it affects how you communicate with the production and your your director. Or, well, I like this question because it's very uh, kind of broad, kind of conceptual. So let me see what it is here. <laughs> Do you like editing? <laughs> no. Thanks, Peanut. Uh, what is, okay, so we're talking about, again, Eagle Eye Disturbia, a lot of tension. Yeah. What would you say is uh, the key to creating tension? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Uh, um, the key to creating tension. Well, I mean, there's obviously. Or how do you like to? Well, I mean, when you when you um, in the final product, there's there's multitude of, of things that, that help create that tension mm -hmm. through sound or lack of, lack thereof or um, music and. Uh, um, uh, um, and obviously, and then, and then, the, the, as far as editing goes, uh, you know, it's it's um, you know, you try to it's it's really scene related, but uh, but you try to you just you try to just think of I when I kind of a scene that you're trying to create the tension, I, I do try to think about all those other things 
as as I'm doing it because it helps me shape the the pacing of a scene. But um, and you might picture whether it's someone walking down a hallway. Okay, well, how are the how are the footsteps or the creak of the floor going to affect where I'm cutting or, or what I'm going to see next or what I'm going to hear next? Um, I try to I try to think about that as as you go along. And, and incorporate as much as that as, as you can. And uh, obviously, musically, you know, you're working with temp score and stuff. You can right. you can just um, depending on on where you are in the film, you can if the composers you can kind of at least discuss things with either the music editor or composer about about what kind of sense you might have for a score. But um, but yeah, pacing wise, it's it's really scene dependent, and and and, and uh, um, you know. To me, I, I just use as because I'm a, I, I'm an easy audience member. I, I I like to go to movies and not to look at the editing or or, or anything, but just be good, you know, just go for a ride and, and mm -hmm. kind of escape at the theater. So, to me, I, I try to I just try to you know cut the scene and, and then just watch it back as a as a as a moviegoer. Mm -hmm. And um, hey, does it scare me? Does it uh, thrill me? Does it take me along for the ride? You know, just tell mm -hmm. a story. Try to get that. That second eye for yourself. Yeah, and, and a lot of times it's not always easy to do if you're trudging through dailies every day. But um, I, I do find that if I can sit down with another person, especially uh, when you do go to those preview screenings and, and you, you you really that's when you kind of really oh yeah now I'm an audience member again and you can really step back and, and preview screenings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you get? <laughs> Car gone. Car gone. Um, well, never mind. I dropped the question. The car drove it out of my head. Let me look at this again. Yeah, everyone take some coffee right now. Okay. Well, in in a, in a similar sense, um, is there a guiding principle to to cutting a thriller? Hmm. Uh, yeah. You know. I. I again. I just. It, it's about. To me, it's less about if you're telling if you've got a script that's a thrilling script and and, and uh, uh, that kind of storyline. It's it's about telling the story because if you're telling right. the story correctly, then it's going to be you're going to make a good thriller. Um, if you're getting the best performances and getting the best uh, um, you know tension takes or whatever you have, then then ultimately you're gonna you're gonna be successful in what you're doing. So it it uh, um, you know you you there's obviously there's certain Tricks that you can that you can maybe have up your sleeve. If something's not working, hey, how can we fix it? Oh, well, you know, if you cut this part faster or, or let some this this breathe real before the tension, before that door slams or some burst of the door, then then those little tricks of the trade that that you know have worked in past thrillers. But ultimately, hey, is um, are, are are you invested in the story? Are you are you um, are you involved in what's about to happen? Because that's going to be the best scare. Is if you're involved in, in what's about to happen. If you don't give a shit, then then you're not going to be scared when someone bursts through the door. So that it's about it's a, it's usually about the build up and, and right. um, if you uh, like for Disturbia, for example, you know you our love our, I, I, the bang goal was to fall in love with this and to to feel for this guy who had, right. who had lost his father and who. Who is incarcerated in his own house, and how can you, uh, if you care about him, then you're going to care about whether he's about to get killed, you know? Right, right. So um, that was the main goal: is to, to kind of uh, to to have a, a 
love affair with this with this person and and be able to to understand what he's going through so that you can go through it with him. You know, so that's that's always the main goal for me is is latching on to the character so you can go for their ride. You know. And a great ride it was. <laughs> Disturbia on DVD. Disturbia or Blu-ray on Beta. <laughs> on Betamax. Betamax. <laughs> Still no idea how that happened. I mean the Betamax uh, versus VHS. Yeah. Yeah, but now they're all in the trash. Who cares, right? <laughs> okay, so here, here's a couple uh, salt and sea mm -hmm. questions. Um, I just like the way that this is noir film. Toughest sequence to cut in that bad boy. <laughs> what would you say is the toughest sequence to cut in a movie like I don't know Salt and Sea? Hmm, the toughest. Well, I mean, they. Uh, that's that was a long time ago. Um, so you kind of forget about how. Sometimes you've, because you, you, yeah, I revisited the film recently about how you, you kind of forget about what what the trials and tribulations of each various scene were. But mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, I think I think one of the I, I tell you one of the funnest things to cut in that was was the the uh, the Pooh Bear sequence where they're um, they're reenacting the. Uh, the you know the JFK shooting with mm -hmm. the pigeons, um, and that that was uh, that was interesting because we you know I, I actually studied the the film that they the actual footage that they shot and and try to try to create exactly what they did and there was yeah and they um, you know there was a break in the film and a certain certain frames missing so we, we right. tried to we actually created that in, in our footage too to to, to you know to make it authentic. <laughs> um, but you know, that was that was a fun sequence of cut um, in, in that respect. But uh, you know, challenges, I mean, uh, you know, you kind of forget about that at the end. I mean, it's, it's, it's something you go through at the time and you struggle with it and, and but, but once you get over that hump, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's the next one. What's the next one you're gonna do? You know, you kind of forget, I don't really, um, Nothing sticks out as like really well, this difficult a, to cut, but this is a kind of related question uh, to that, of like Val Kilmer mm -hmm. um, playing two roles, and did that ever pose any problem? What um, was that like? What was that like for you? Oh, to, it has been the, the dual character. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, he he was so into the, uh, you know, when he was in his his drug state in that movie, um, he you know it was. The, what we created with that, and he, with what he did with his performance, was so engaging and, and kind of haunting that you, again, it was. It's about it comes, always comes back to the character and, and right. kind of kind of engrossing Split yourself. Character. Yeah, and and then you know, so if you if you believe like, wow, this guy is really, he's he's messed up. He's he's like, you know, he's every day and night he's doing meth and he's hanging out these strange guys but if you can and then but when you if you pop when he's in with the cops and doing his undercover stuff he's like oh if you if you believe that 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 transition can happen that he that he actually has a grasp of that or not what what did he have what what was his grasp on the situation um, ultimately it all came down to his his main goal was to, to try and find the people that killed his his wife and um, if you believe that he was if you could go on that journey with him and 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 as you develop, discover like that's what he's doing, then if you if you can be along there with him, then then you believe that he can be these two people, you know. Um, and you know, and the twists, you know, the, you hopefully 
you know, you're you're creating this this environment where where the audience doesn't catch what's going to potentially happen, the twist that you discover at the end. Um, so, again, it, it, to me, it always comes down: to, can you engross yourself with these characters? Right, because it's going to make the best story. That is your guiding principle. Yeah, they try to. <laughs> and you've been lucky. And I've been lucky enough to you know to have these great engaging characters in, in right. a lot of the movies I've had with Shia and, and Val and Robert Town Jr. and all these these amazing actors that have Right. I was thinking, oh, Majestic, that's Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey and, and um, Harrison Ford and Firewall and these these people that you can, you know, that are amazing actors that you can, they can mind. And sink your teeth into them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can fix their performances. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that Harrison yeah. Ford didn't do, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, he's, he's um, the one thing about that movie is that he's, I'll, I remember he had to make sure you see his face when he's like flipping over this table or whatever because that was him doing it. And he uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was I thought that was really kind of funny. And and he took pride in it too. And he said, "Well, he should, you know, <laughs> he did some badass shit." Man. Some badass. <laughs> there was some bass. Yeah, badass shit. Badass. Uh, okay, what? You just always look like you have a question to ask. He's got a back problem. <laughs> you are here sitting on the Apple box. Okay. He has no, he has no back support. Let's see. Boop, bop, bee, dee, doo, 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 dee, dee, doo, 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 doo. Well, this is more Kiss Kiss Bang Bang questions, but we kind of already addressed these. And you you, you brought up Firewall. And uh, this is a really good question for Firewall. What's the deal with that? <laughs> That is all caps, and there's four <laughs> question marks after it. So whatever you think that means. <laughs> Snakey, go away. Um, <laughs> firewall. Talk, let's talk about Firewall. Okay. You talk about Firewall? Yeah, what do you want to know? Uh, you know, like, where was that fire in relation to the wall? <laughs> well, you know, it was the, when, when they were doing that sequence with the, the fire when it started, and, Tell me about the process of working on Firewall. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the classic, you know, thriller, you know, with, uh, yeah. you know, Paul Bettany and this, this, this guy who, and Harrison, again, again, it, it came down to like this, this man, you've got to believe that, that that the the jeopardy he's put into having his you know his life stolen and, and um, hijacked as it were to to for the for the um, for the, the you know to steal this money for for this bad guy it was as long as as you believe that then 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 you go on for the ride you know and, and that you know all the computer stuff and that was you know creating tension with people typing on computers is, right. um, is uh, you know it, it was a challenge in that respect but it you know it was um, luckily we had uh, you know uh, some great performances with with, with those guys and, and uh, to kind of shape around it and, and to move through it and, and some and some you know pretty badass fight scenes, some badass fight scenes. <laughs> well, I, I like that you uh, that's funny you say creating tension with people on computers well, I mean, that's what you do, you know, you, you, that's, and, and again, if, if you believe that this guy's going to lose everything he has and, right, and, right. and possibly his family, well, you cut this one. yeah, then, then you, then it's okay, it's okay to watch him, you know, manipulate the, the firewall and, and, and get, you know, uh, get what he needs, so. Well, but on relation, in, on relation, in relation to that, uh, I feel like that is a, 
obviously we have the internet now, so we see that in movies all the time. Mm -hmm. Like that certain trend of with great tension with some <coughs> texting or something like that. Yeah. What are some of those trends that you see happening that you're like, how are we doing that? Um, yeah, well, I mean, that they all, I mean, every, every, every movies, you know, depending on, unless it's a period movie, obviously, is, is, is going to have a, a lot of, of stuff like that. I mean, um, Eagle Eye, obviously, for obvious reasons. Right, but, right. Which is the whole point of Yeah, the movie. whole point of that movie is, is, is how, how you're out there everywhere and, and, and they, they're watching you. And they, they, Closed they, circuit they, cameras, <laughs> more like open um, circuit cameras. You know, or, or Disturbia, where it was about, you know, okay, how are we going to create this? Uh, you know, he's in his trapped in his house. How is he going to get out in the world? And, and uh, so, using that technology of, of cameras and, and uh, um, surveillance cameras and, and phones and uh, to, to uh, uh, and birds, uh, and birds to to get um, to to extend your footage, you know, and uh, tell the story was 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 a fun challenge. You know? Okay, great. <laughs> now I'm just joking. <laughs> Wow, okay. Eagle Eye. Oh! Eagle Eye. Mm -hmm. Power, the, the sequence under the power lines. Mm. This is basically, oh, this is, he says this is a takeoff of a crop duster scene. Fun to work on or nerve-wracking? Well, you know that was that was a, a um, one of a scene that we we actually cut down quite a bit because there was, it was, um, you know, it was always a, we always were worried about the the you know the uh, believability of, of of not only hey she can blow up these wires and make them fall and then they happen to hit the sky, um, so it was to, it ended up being like how can we make that happen you know, so it's more of a surprise, like, oh my god, as opposed to the, the longer setup that we had in the original, original, uh, What was the original setup? Well, it was, it was basically the same, but it just was a longer, you know, uh, uh, a longer development of it, and, uh, and um, execution, as it were, <laughs> literally, of, of, uh, of the final result. So, um, it ended up, you know, we, we, you know, it, we wanted to make it happen like it was like boom, 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 and then the guy's dead. You know, and, right. um, and uh, to to kind of uh, try to help, uh, make sure that we didn't want the, the audience to get stuck on the believability of, of, of that happening to uh, create more of a surprise with it. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a uh, it was a challenge of a sequence because all the wires obviously were created in uh, in visual effects, so. Um, so getting that timed out right, and how are they going to fall? How fast would they fall? Um, mm. All that, all those questions were were we had to think about as as we put it together. That leads me a question. Here's a question. Back back to the visual effects thing. Um, cutting a sequence like that, where you don't know the timing of the wires or the effects that are going to be put in, are you working more closely with like the visual effects supervisor? to get with him and, and figure all that out so that when you do edit it <coughs> or come out with the final edit that when they comp the effects in it, it has the desired effect or look yeah when you're working uh, you start out you're mainly working with with the director and and uh, but yeah you're, you're in constant contact with the supervisor whoever's doing your visual effects at, the, at that point and um, uh, mainly to 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 kind of clarify what takes you might be best for them 
versus what might be best for the story and right. can you, hey, if I, I know you'd like this take better because the camera work might be better, but hey, I'd like the way he, he turned and looked at the camera here is, is can we use this take too? And so you, 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 you try to work with them in that respect to, to, to come up, uh, to serve, you know, obviously you, you don't want to blow up the visual effects budget um, by picking and, and adding a bunch of takes, but if the story is told better, you, you, you want to you see if you can go down certain alleys potentially. So it's a, it's all a collaborative thing with uh, with uh, with them obviously and and um, and the director and and uh, you know all, the, all those things come into account. But all the mofos wasn't over the yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then all the and the accountant obviously too. The accountant. <laughs> you haven't had that accountant much, have you? Well, you know, I I mean, I just I'm joking. Yes, but Jerry budget, accountant. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, the the budget is always an issue. Of course, those kind of things. Uh, can't discount it. Um, obviously, you want to serve the story, but but you're not gonna. If you if you're like I said, if you're adding 20 shots to a visual effects sequence, you're it's not gonna get done. You know, so you you need to you need to keep that in mind as as you're putting it together. You know, obviously you want to serve the story most, but it's uh, and it, there's usually a way to do it. And please please everyone, hopefully. So. And yourself, especially. Well, yeah, yeah, and the director. And the, but you know every, every it's a collaborative effort. So if, if if everyone's happy, then 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 you've got a, this ship's going right. You know? Ship's going right, and you can hire again. Yeah, I mean, you know, or, <laughs> or you have fun. You have something to look back on and say, wow, that that was that was a great experience. Yeah. So much finality there. <laughs> Let me see if I can find something. What is that? No, I smelled like fire. Just the lights. Nobody else? No, it's probably the light. Nothing to worry about. It probably makes the most sense, doesn't it? I'm like, fire! So I just, uh, obviously, you can see those very uh, upset about fire. Yeah, what is it? It's just the lights when they get hot. Oh, that's what they call me. <laughs> when they get hot. Alright, let me see if I can find another something. There's a lot of stuff that you've covered here. You, can, you, you, can, you can wrap it up. Alright, well, let me see if I can get one last thing in this, in this bitch. Okay, guys? Is that fine with you? Totally. All right, here's a good one. This this is a question um, that was submitted by Bernard Pillow. Uh, no. <laughs> I love this. Uh, it's his question. What the hell is up with that? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm trying to throw you things that what you shouldn't is say. What up with that concept? <laughs> yeah. We got it. Hansel and Gretel. Oh, yeah. The yeah. concept? Well, just well I mean, uh, ask Tommy. Tommy, he's the one that wrote it. And came, I just mean in general. Yeah. What, was that, what, was that, what was that like to work on Hansel, Hansel and Quattel? And we're cutting in 3D, right? Well, we, we, they shot in, it was about 50% okay, okay. Uh, shot in 3D. So, so we, we watched our dailies in 3D. But, um, in, and I'd watch sequences back occasionally, but we had that ability. But it wasn't... Uh, we didn't, you know, we weren't wearing 3D glasses day in and day out. That would have been you usually cut the right eye camera, right? Uh, yeah, yes. I think they, they pick an eye and, and you, you get that as, as, your, as your main thing to cut with. But, you know, we, we were actually fortunate enough to be able to reference the 3D material and mm. we, we always had it along with us. Um, and, and actually, as, as we were finishing the movie, that, that became, we addressed that quite, quite heavily about how the 3D look of things, we, 
you might you might hang on a shot longer to to kind of kind of absorb the 3D or extend something to to have something fly through differently or right. longer or into the crowd or whatever it is. Um, it be, it, you you do have to think about that, but ultimately you're you're cutting an action sequence for the action and the the thrill and and the excitement of the scene and then you know and then we were able to luckily go back and and realize oh you know because a lot of times you don't see that 3D until right. especially on the uh, visual effect action sequence, you're not seeing the 3D until way later, so you can you, you don't you can't really adjust for it. You can anticipate things, but you, you until you see it, you don't really sh sure how it's going to affect uh, affect the, the viewing experience. But but in this this situation, you felt like you didn't have well, we did. Well, luckily, we we were able to go. We had finished that movie. Uh, long before, and, and the, the release date was pushed, and, and we actually went back and shot the, the coda ending and, and a couple little things. Um, so we were able to go back and tweak a few little things that, that, that we had seen on the final viewing when we kind of put it in the box for a little while. So it was it was helpful. I mean, that was that we benefited for that, mm -hmm. uh, and I think the three D was helped in that. In that and that's what I got. You were you were you were cutting for two D. And you had to go to 3D, so you got to throw. Well, some yeah, we, we we got to see the we got to see the film and 3D finished kind of with the with the, you know the mix and everything, and, and then and then we knew we were coming back months and months later, so we kind of made notes like hey, if we could extend the shot, it might be better. You know? So so we were able to do some of that, which was helpful. And the studio let us, which was really sweet of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paramount. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, well, any uh, closing thoughts? Anything you're working on now? Uh, uh, no, no, just turn the cameras off. Just, just cut. <laughs> <laughs> cut. No, uh, you know. Uh, and that's a wrap. Snap. Um, put a big sound effect there. Nick News. <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping DJ's doing uh, developing this 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 big thing over at Sony. I'm hoping. Uh, number five. Goes. No, it's uh, it's called Invertigo. It's um, so I'm hoping that that that, that gets going. I mean, he's been working on it a long time, and, and it's oh. uh, it sounds like a really fun, a fun project. So, um, but you know, um, you know, you sometimes doors open that you never saw coming. So, as what happened with Hansel and Gretel. So, right. Um, so you just never know, and you just kind of, just kind of keep your nose to the grindstone, and, and and good things will happen. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jim. Nice meeting you. Take care. Now we're doing. Now we're doing. Yeah, a, I was going to introduce you. Now we're doing an introduction. Oh, okay. Hi, welcome to In the Cut. I'm Baron Vaught. You're watching. I'm here with Jim Page, a man, a myth, definitely a man. Did I say that? <laughs> now one straight. Uh, hi, I'm Baron Vaughn. Uh, take two. You take two. Uh, hello, I'm Baron Vaughn, and welcome to uh, In the Cut. I'm here. Speaking with uh, Jim Page, a man who has worked on many a film from Hansel and Gretel to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang to Firewall, and now he's here to my left, your right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I was thinking we should do stuff where the eyeliner is completely you know what we should start doing actually? We should start, we should start shooting these sequences like this and then just like switch people's. Positions and then like go across the table and you know just completely screw up the eye line 